When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. That is the longest intro in the whole world. Um, we need to do something about that. I've nearly fell asleep waiting for the end. Uh, this is Gav, and with me is Matt. Matt, uh, we are going to talk about the new Liverpool captain, the new Liverpool vice captain, and we're going to talk about some transfer stuff and the Lavia merry-go-round. Um, <laughs> Loads of people in the chat already. If you're in there, hit the like button. Um, it's very easy to do. It takes a second. It helps us out a hell of a lot. And subscribe if you haven't already. And put the bell icon on, because then when we go live, you know all about it. So, um, about an hour or so we're going to do. We'll start with the captains. Um, I have a feeling people are going to have a lot to say on the transfer stuff. But we'll come to that <laughs> in a little bit. But, um, Berger van Dijk has been announced as Liverpool's new club captain after the departure of Jordan Henderson. Um, loads of photos and media and stuff going around yesterday, little interviews, little clips from him and stuff like that. The obvious choice, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, even when Van Dyke came into the club, people were talking about him as a potential captain. And I think that's just going to, it's going to bear fruit now. It wouldn't have been my choice, Personally, uh, I I personally would have liked to seen it go to Mo Salah just because I think it might help him just get a few more calls from the referees. He needs all the help he can get because he doesn't seem to get anything off of the refs. Uh, but yeah, Virgil, I mean, it was, I'd imagine there wasn't, wasn't even bets being taken on who was going to be named next Liverpool captain because it was a pretty obvious choice and probably the correct one. Yeah, like there was, there was a lot of stuff that went around like Van Dijk. Could Trent be in the running? Salah, Robertson, 
Allison. There was loads of names thrown out there, but <clears throat> when you think about it, you make it like if you just watch. Um, when Henderson and Milner didn't play, Van Dijk was the captain. So it would have been very, very strange for Liverpool as a club to go, oh yeah, we know you were captain when them two weren't here or weren't playing. Now they're not here, you're not going to be captain. Um, yeah. Does it... Does it... Um, I suppose... Is it a kick that Van Dijk needs? Because there's an element of that to it. Could be. I mean, it could be. You know, he captains Holland. Uh, I mean, it's hard to see him having as bad a season as he had last year. And if that's the case, then we've got serious questions at the back end of the pitch to deal with in terms of replacing a guy like Virgil van Dijk. But I do think he's going to be able to shoulder the responsibility. Like, I don't think he's going to wilt under the pressure of having the armband, having worn it for his national team at a World Cup. You know, that's that's a pretty big honor, as big an honor as it is to captain a club as big as Liverpool at the at the club level, captaining your country at a World Cup. That's a pretty big honor to have. And uh, I, I don't think that it's kind of broken him down. So if it's just that extra one or two percent that just pushes him back on again and, you know, if it's just that little reminder, like that little cinch around his left bicep when he's wearing the armband, if that's just a little bit of reminder that he needs that he can't let his levels drop and that he can't just be standing off strikers in the box and putting his arms behind his back, then perfect. Because if we get Virgil back up to, you know, 90% of where he was two, three seasons ago, then we're, we're going to be so much more solid at the back. Um, Yeah, look, Jerry says I, I, I'd have liked Allison was always going to be VVD. Good luck to him. <clears throat> and look, a bit, uh, big man Andy says uh, would have given it to Robo personally. I think I think the whole personality and the way people carry themselves um, is a huge part of it as well. You know, a lot. Of, you know, when you look at Jordan Henderson as as Liverpool captain, a lot was made of what he does off the pitch. You know, as club captain, not only for the players but staff and more, and whatever else. Um, and I think Van Dijk, even not as captain, if you watch videos of Liverpool, even in this pre-season or, you know, during the season you see different things, his personality comes across as he's respected by everyone. He knows how to deal with different people differently. You can see that in the videos, and I think that's a massive thing to being a captain. You know, like we've seen him doing, um, you know, charity videos and stuff like that where he's helped people out, and he just comes across as a natural captain. You know, the sort of way he's, he's captain of Holland. Um, I think he might have been captain at Southampton as well. I'm not too sure. But um, when I say the obvious choice, that probably demeans other people a little bit. So that, that was probably the wrong word. Probably the the most complete um, captain within the club. And what I mean by that is just his presence, what he's done at the club, the age he's at, the experience he has, and how he deals with people, I think, as a whole thing. I think is probably the right decision. Robertson is an interesting one. Um, he's, of course, Scotland captain. Um, but Robertson comes across as a real guy that, you know, he's done great stuff outside of the the pitch as well. But he fe- he feels to me like he's one that keeps spirits up in a different kind of way. You know, the way Alisson is a, is a brilliant leader. But Kevin Sullivan was saying there when I named all them names earlier, I've probably named the new leadership group at Liverpool. Yeah. You know, with Alisson included and, and, and others. But... I think um I think as as captain just the stage of the career he's at and what he's done at Liverpool, I think Van Dijk makes it it's it's a it's a very, very good appointment um yeah. as club captain. Trent Alexander Arnold is vice captain. And 
that might have surprised a few. You know, could you have argued for Robertson in that position? Maybe an Allison, even a Salah. I, I actually thought Salah might be very close to this because I just he's captain of Egypt as well. Like we've so many captains. But how big a thing is this for Trent Alexander Arnold? Because he's come through the ranks at Liverpool since 2017 ish. Um, you know, you see where he is today. He's 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 actually maturing a lot more in his football and sense. Now you can see that by these little tweaks in positioning. But he got a lot of criticism last season for his, his attitude and was he on form, was he off form. This feels like the right time to give that to him as well and say, listen, this is the next stage in your Liverpool career. Forget the positional stuff, but this is your next stage as vice captain. And he's looking there going, in two years' time, I'm captain of Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, it's, I'm presuming you saw the video that uh, the club released where it showed Klopp going over to Trent. I, I think it was maybe before or after the Leicester game. Yes. Letting him know that he was named vice captain. And I, I'm a fan of rank speculation on things I have absolutely no evidence about. So here's another one. That to me, that there is a moment there where Klopp just told him, this is your club. Like, this is your city. You've been here the longest out of, I presume, anybody. If you count his time at the academy, you know, he came through as what, a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old or something like that. You know, he spent the vast majority of his entire human life at Liverpool Football Club you know, eats, drinks, breathes, sleeps, Liverpool, the city, the club, everything. And it might have been just a step too early, maybe if we didn't have such a strong group of leaders. Like, I mean, you you mentioned all the, like, you know, Egypt's captain. We have Hungary's captain now in our team. We've got all of these players that have natural leadership abilities. It makes me think that it's something that the club looks for when they're scouting players yeah. and bringing players into the team is having that leadership. So it might not have been the time to give him the armband full stop but that, to me, when he just put his arm around him and was talking to him of like, this is the first step to taking that next step. And when Virgil's ready to go, this is this is your team. Because I, I really, I, I'm of the belief that Trent Alexander-Arnold wants to be a one-club player. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, without, without sounding like, like conspiracy theorist. Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably looking at a new contract in the next 12 months, realistically. Yep. <clears throat> I think he signed till 2026. I could be wrong. But 2026 is not far off when you think next summer is 2024. And two years left on the deal is when things start going, oh, what's happening there? You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. not like a year left on the deal anymore. When you have two years left, everyone starts to speculate. And the club, I'm not saying they're doing this just because of that, but the club showing Trent now, with a few years, three years left on a deal or whatever it might be, look, we see this as your trajectory. That shows Trent what they think of him, what, how they believe in him, and where they see him in the next. You know, it's not only about what players, where players see themselves in two or three years' time, where the club sees you. And to make your voice captain to a guy that's <clears throat> 32 tells you that in the next two, I think in the next two seasons, you know, Trent will be Liverpool's club captain and he'll basically following the footsteps of what I believe are two of his heroes in in, in Stephen Gerrard and Jordan Henderson because he speaks so highly yeah. of Jordan Henderson. So, um, yeah, they're, they're two great appointments. I think I think they're really good in in focusing those players' minds, um, giving them a real sense of... It, it's double-edged because they were going to have to show leadership with the departures of Henderson and Fabinho, but giving them the captaincies in there is really... 
bumping her up where they'll they, I think they'll revel in it to be honest um Ashley says it's a big vote conference for Trent um uh there was a few more in there that I've just missed um but it is it is a big vote conference for Trent and you know it's it's something where he just it is it's progression in this club I think it, it is the progression to where he eventually wants to be and I agree with you I think he'll finish a career at Liverpool um yeah. and no one no I don't think anyone is going to um is going to argue with that um <coughs> I can't hold off anymore um transfers <coughs> so oh, you, you um, lasted 13 whole minutes 13 minutes um <laughs> and you know there's people I'm sure there's people in there going where the fucking talking about transfers um but listen we've an, we've announced a new club captain and a new Boys club captain, so we sh- um we should be able to talk about them for ten to fifteen minutes. But the transfer stuff, um, Liverpool, Fabinho was officially announced as a player in Saudi Arabia today. Um, that's all done. Henderson, we know what's going on there. But today was all about Romeo Lavia and the guy from Brazil called Andre, and heads are falling off. I have to say, heads are fucking falling off, rolling all around the place. And that's not me being trying to be funny. That's what's happening. And I kind of understand it. But where do you with this? Because this Lavia stuff I've seen about, I've probably seen four scenarios about Lavia in the last 24 hours. And then they were doubled down on with two or three more today. Um, Where do you want this? I'm I'm probably an outlier. I I am not letting any of this affect me at all. It is water off a duck's back for me. Like I was at work today and I got a little ding coming through my headphones or on my watch every time a message goes into our Telegram group. And after about five minutes of incessant ding, 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 I had to put it on mute. And it was every time I stopped and looked at my phone, there was 60, 70 new messages. And it was like, oh, something must have happened. And it was, like you said, just heads falling off all over the place. I'm I'm not in that camp. I stopped letting Liverpool affect me negatively a couple of years ago, and I'm just going to completely embrace the positives. I also think that we're not in as dire situation as some people seem to think we are. I, I think we might be able to get away with at an absolute minimum we still need one midfielder there's just at, there's no two ways around it even I, me the most I optimistic positive person we what, need two i know i know you think we need two oh we definitely I, need two if one of those midfielders is a six so here's my thinking on it because again got a lot of time to think while i walk and deliver the mail the two players that left kind of out of the blue in henderson and fabinho I think if you take the two signings that we had already made, that covers off just their minutes. What all we're missing is just a six. We're just missing somebody that you look at them and go, they're playing the six. They're playing the six. I don't I don't have a problem with the idea that Jurgen Klopp and his coaching staff are going to take one of the players that are at the club and try to turn them into that six. It might be Curtis Jones. And he might not be the destroyer, all action, you know, like an N'Golo Conte or even like Fabinho going around doing slide tackles all over the place. But for the system that we're playing, he might, and I mean, the the build-up to that first goal against uh, Leicester was a perfect example of that. Jones gets the ball, gives it to Trent. 
Trent right through the middle of Leicester to McAllister. McAllister to Jada. Bing, bang, boom, balls into the back of the net. If we get in one player that's a six, which after all of the smoke, I have to think it's Romeo Lavia. It, there's just so much talk about it. Like Unless the negotiations with Southampton go so sideways and something gets so pickled with them that it can't be recovered and we go in a totally different direction, I feel it has to be Lavia, especially because he's homegrown. If he didn't in the future qualify as a homegrown player, I think we might look somewhere else and just say, fuck you to Southampton. Yeah, you know, if, if you guys are willing to bicker on this, because clearly if you take some of the reports that have come out, you know, we started with 35 million and then it's 40 or 41 million and Southampton are sticking hard to their 50 million valuation. Well, part of a negotiation is both sides have to give and take a little bit. And if they're not willing to budge at all, if there was another option out there that fit that bill of being a six with a high ceiling that will qualify as homegrown, I think we would walk away. But Right. <clears throat> couple of things. Curtis Jones is not a number six. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. But but listen, not yet or not anyway. Right. Curtis Jones. How do you know? Well, I'm telling you now, Curtis Jones is not a Liverpool. Not number six. Curtis Jones doesn't go into Liverpool's midfield and start as a starting six in a three-man He's midfield. almost certainly going this, not in a three-man <coughs> No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't play three-man Hold on a second. Two weeks ago, we sat here, right? And for, uh, Jordan Henderson and Fabinho were still at the club. There wasn't, there was a bit around Henderson, there wasn't a lot, a lot around Fabinho, right? And we all were all sitting here, and not just me or you, are loads of people on this, this channel, loads of people in the chat, and they were all saying, well, if you look at it, we have Fabinho, we have Bojcetic, we have Henderson that might do something there. Then on the right, we have McAllister, um, we have Elliot, and maybe Henderson could cover there as well. Then on the left, we have Thiago, we have Sobersloy, and we have Jones, right? Jones never, yeah. ever, ever got a mention as a number six for Liverpool, ever, right? Now, we've lost two players, and my argument over this is, is that Liverpool Football Club, before these two boys leave, everyone feels we should bring in one more. Right, we should bring in one more. Right, mm -hmm. when these two leave, it must be two players. It must be two players. Right now, at a six. I'm absolutely fine with Romeo Lavia walking in the door tomorrow as a number six, and Jurgen Klopp going, he's our number six. I've no problem with that. Kev has a major problem with it. That's fine. Me and Kev have had that row. <laughs> we'll have it again. But as, even, as have I and Kev. But, yeah. but but we will have it over. Drinks somewhere, right? If that's Lavia, that's fine. But we need a second one. Because I keep going back to it, right? We're bringing, we've brought in two really, really good players, right? Jones has had a good end of season, right? But it's a little bit of unlucky with injuries. People have mentioned Martin. But Jesus, no, right? It's not happening. Thiago still hasn't trained, right, with the first team. I think he's trained a couple of days and then not gone to Singapore. Bojcetic is the same, okay? Now, Bojcetic is an injury that happened and he'd come back and that's fine. Thiago was showing more signs of this being a more regular team, right? Liverpool need two midfielders because if you go back two weeks ago, regardless of where you want to try put them to try fill holes, we were looking at last, last week and we were saying to ourselves, we'll bring in one. Now, right, by the numbers, we should really should try bringing in Trigg, right? Because, now the argument was there, you know, with Henderson, Fabinho, Sobersloy, 
uh, McAllister, that's four. Then you have Elliot Jones, Thiago Bojcetic, that's eight. That's probably the sweet spot, right? It's probably the sweet spot. We went near nine or ten last year, but two of them were never played. So eight is probably the sweet spot. Now we're at six. We're at six, and out of that six, we have two brand new players. We have a young flip that played about 15 games for us. Okay, we've a young, we've a, a youngish guy in Jones that's come back and had a good half season. We've a thirty plus year old in Thiago that continuously breaks down. Six is not enough. It's nowhere near enough. And Curtis Jones has either been mentioned as playing behind the front man, playing off the left hand side, or playing in the one of those two eights. If we go that boxy sort of Trent cheating, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be two players. It just has to be, and. Like, loads of us were discussing it today, and people were like, this is a fucking joke. And I get the frustration. But my only thing here is, and, I, and people are like, are making excuses. No, Liverpool Football Club were probably looking at one midfielder. I actually don't believe it was Romeo Lavia. That's, gone, that's my honest view. I don't think it was. But I think when these things dropped with Henderson and Fabinho, and the way they carried out with, can they give us the 12 million? Are they going to pay us? Fabinho must have went out for two weeks before he was announced. Liverpool... But yes, they probably have time to have a look around. But these things take time. And I think they went back and looked at Lavia when they knew Fabinho was gone. But they need to bring in two. We go into this season with seven midfielders and Lavia is your seventh one. It's not enough, man. It's simply not enough. Now, in my opinion, we could go on and have a brilliant season. And I'll sit here going, do you know what? I was wrong. But going on what those players have done so far, the positions they play... How new some of them are to the team and how unreliable others are. Seven is not enough. It must be eight, man. It has to be eight. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I, I, I get your logic. I just don't think it is going to be. So I'm not getting my fucking hopes up that we're going to bring in. But it's not about hope. It's not about it's, hope. This, it's about it's about point, opinion. That's all these people are talking about, but our opinions don't matter. So that makes it hope. It's not like if enough of us get onto Twitter and get a poll going that FSG is going to look at it and go, "Oh shit, we better bring in two more midfielders." This means nothing. But, but, it has but, no effect but, but this on what I'm any saying, of that. Right? So, so, so it is just hope. So, so so let's let's forget let's forget FSG for a minute, right? Because that's like I've seen that today. Like oh, you know uh, FSG and like like no, I don't Hold think it's FSG at all. I think it's all club. I'm I'm completely with you on that. And now yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Klopp hasn't gone and said I want that player. By the way, he's 105 million. And FSG went no, we're not paying that for him because yeah. let's be honest, I don't think we'd ever gone near Declan Rice or 105 million, right? But what I'm saying is Jurgen Klopp has sat and 
done all the talking since the end of May. Let's be honest. He's done all the talking on what we need and we really want to get players in and some may take six or seven weeks. People have forgotten that, by the way. You know, there's another month to go, right? But he's done all the talking with regards to what he wants to bring in and he probably would have sat there three weeks ago and went, I'm happy with what I have, right? I might have to do one and that gives me that sweet spot. Now, what I have is actually fine. I know he's lost two. He can't, he can't be that naive to think, I've lost these two players, whether you like them or you don't. The experience, the amount of games they play, right? And the form overall that they show, to lose them and then turn around and go, no, do you know what? It's actually a fucking blessing in disguise. I'll just bring in one and we'll go with that. He can't be that. It just can't. Coupled with what the way they've tried to approach this over two or three years, it can't be that. Now I'm I'm still in the camp that they've a month to do business. They've had a couple of curveballs thrown at them. Things do get down the line. They've probably under retreat a little bit when they're going to clubs for players because clubs now ah, you've lost two of your big midfielders and we're going to cash in. That's how the world works, you know. Matt, he can't he can't turn around and go. We've lost them too. It's fine. We just replace with one fella. No, it. The only issue I have is that we haven't brought it because I'm going to presume. I I believe that Alexis McAllister is basically going to play every single league game for us this year. So that's, in all effects and purposes, a third of your midfield minutes stroked off with one okay. new player because. He's got a great injury record. The position that he plays in, it's important, but it's, you know, he's not doing doggies running back up and down on the pitch sort of thing. Like he's staying fairly advanced in there. He looks like he's absolutely slotted into the team very, very well. And people are forgetting about it because it was a month ago and everybody always wants their next hit because everybody's a little transfer junkie these days. So people have forgotten that we did bring two very good midfielders into the team. So we've improved the quality. But what we've lost is the specialist. And that's, you know, this was something that you've been kind of banging on about all summer is that you don't just want Swiss Army knives. You don't want project players or anything like that. You want specialists. We've kind of brought in some Swiss Army knife style midfielders and we lost the basically only specialist we had in our midfield. There was one player, if you looked at our group of midfielders that went, they can play one position and one position only. And that was Fabinho. And we haven't replaced them yet. So I'm saying, like somebody in the chat earlier when we were talking about, where, when I was talking about Curtis Jones playing the six, first off, I think Curtis Jones is going to play the six first game of the season at Chelsea. I think he's going to play there. He that, played it that against itself, Leicester. I think he's going to play that, tomorrow. But this is Bayern. what I'm saying. This, that in itself is an indictment of how we need two players. Because we've been banging on about Curtis Jones coming back in the team. He'd be like, if McAllister's going to play a load of games, granted, people are saying, what if he gets injured? What if he doesn't? What if he does? Who knows, yeah. right? But what I'm saying is, we were banging on about the six, the the eight, the right-hand side of the eight, and the left-hand side of the eight, and we were naming three players in each position, more or less. Henderson kind of float between two as backup. And we were saying, eight is probably the sweet spot. Curtis Jones never got a fucking mention of going in as six. And you can argue whether it's, you know, we've, ta we've taken all these wages off the bill, right? Loads of wages off the bill. We've taken in 52 million in transfers. We've sent out 95, which is 
43 million. Jesus, I'm getting I'm getting old. Right? But that's a 43 million spend at the moment, right? But that's irrelevant because if you make three brilliant signings like three Alexa McAllister at 35 and that's 105 and yourself are 70, you can't go, oh, we only spent 25. We've got three Alexis McAllisters. You know what I mean? So I'm, it's a bit irrelevant on that. But Curtis Jones was never mentioned in that. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, Curtis Jones can play there. When? When? And he's playing against Leicester in Singapore at, fucking, at a snail's pace. Like, teams will eat him alive. Teams will eat him a fucking live at six. That, that's the truth. Because Curtis Jones naturally holds the ball well, okay? Holds the ball well when he's in an attacking position, an attacking sense, looking to play football. Curtis Jones isn't there to watch this, cover him, make sure I do that, close off that lane. That's not Curtis Jones' game. And you can't change it in a game against in Singapore against Leicester and Bayern and some fucking crowd where we're playing them. Um, Preston next week, you just can't do that. You can't do that. Now, I'm, I, I keep saying it. Listen, we have time to do stuff. Maybe it's not being done quick enough for people. That's fine. I'm okay with it at the moment. Because I know these things take time, right? But at the end of the day, right, we cannot sit with these six midfielders and say that's enough. Nay says you're under twenty gavs, they won it. He didn't play as a six. He didn't play he on did. his own as a, he didn't play on his own as a six. No, he played in a double pivot. But, with, but we uh, don't play a double pivot. We do in possession though. Ah look no, we don't. We don't. We play with a six and Trent wanders into these positions. He doesn't sit beside Fabinho. Watch the game. He doesn't. He wanders in and he tells those two, hey, you go ahead. I'm sitting in the centre circle. Fabinho's behind them. This is a different ball game altogether. Like, different ball game. It's, I, just to clarify to people in the chat, I'm not saying we don't need to buy a six. I, I think it's plainly obvious that we need a specialist player to come in and play that position. But like when I was on a show with Chris and Kev a couple of weeks ago and, you know, saying that going into a season, having Romeo Lavia as your only specialist six option is, you know, it's just asking for a complete write off of a season sort of thing. Like it's just, it's not going to work because he's not old enough. How is it then? This is the part I can't wrap my head around Gab. How is it that, all of us on here and all of us in the chat are able to see this, but the people that have been coaching at the highest level for decades, this is completely passed them by. Something is being missed here, and I doubt that it's being missed by Jurgen Klopp and Pep Linders and all them and being caught by us on YouTube. Well, then then I'll tell you what, I might as well knock the lights off here and disappear. Because... No. No, no, no. What I'm saying is... Curtis Jones plays as a six against Leicester because mm-hmm. nobody else is fucking there to play it, right? It's a right. bit like the time Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain played against Mainz as a false nine. No, but because no one else was there. And people then, are like, why, he might play, why didn't he might McAllister play again. do that? Why didn't McAllister play there? Because he played in that role with with Brighton last year. Again, well, the same thing you not, were saying, not the sitting role. Because they don't want him to play there. They want McAllister to play, like we were talking about two weeks ago, they want him to come and play as an eight besides Sobersley. And that was always the thing. It was always the thing. McAllister, yes. nobody, nobody, listen, nobody went and said, or signing Alexis McAllister, He, I think he might play the six ahead of Fabinho. Nobody fucking said that. Nobody mentioned him as a six. They always mentioned about how good a worker he was as an eight, how he could press, how he could track, how he could fucking assist. 
pass, cross, score, bang. It was nothing about, and he cuts off these lanes, and he blocks this, and he makes these tackles. It, it, it was never about that. What we're doing now is, it's revisionism now, right? It's revisionism where let's revise everything that all these players do and put them into a position to try find and make logic of six midfielders sitting at Liverpool Football Club right now, and we can say we can do all this. We can't. We can't do it. Now, we need to make this change. We need to make these signings, right? And me and you could argue this all night, but six is not enough. You agree six is not enough. I think it has to be eight. You yeah. think it might be seven. So let's get on to the crux of the matter. Romeo Lavia, Liverpool going to make a bid last week, I think a total £37-ish million pounds with add-ons, right? I could be wrong. It was around that. Talk is now that they've made a bit of forty-one million, somewhere around thirty-seven plus four add-ons, forty-one. Bar- or Barcelona, Southampton still want fifty million. My worry on this one, and people are saying it might be a smokescreen, if the likes of Joyce are a pawn that they've made two bits, they've made two fucking bits, right? But my problem here is, is that people are saying we're running now with time. We've loads of time. We've loads of time, right? I get where. People are saying, oh, well, if he's to play the first day, we need him in training. Listen, if January comes around, you'll want the player signing the first of January if we're playing in the cup on the third, and you'll want them playing. That's how it works. The summer always feels like it's a bit different, right? But if Liverpool made these bids, they've made these bids. My worry on this one is Liverpool aren't going in for the third time. That's my worry on this. Liverpool have gone in and went, that's what we think. No. Well, look, we'll go to that now, and then we're going to walk away. Where where are you on this, Romeo Lavi? Do you still think um, this is where he is? Because I I'm the more this goes on, I'm not sure he was the original target. I think the Fabinho departure makes him the target. I I think the Henderson departure actually makes him more of the target, just simply because of the roster spots on the team. And I know some people in here absolutely hate talking about homegrown stuff, but it's a reality, and you have to address it, sort of thing. And again, I feel like so. The other name that was floated about Andre Trinidad de Costa de Neto or whatever his name is playing for Fluminense. I was reading an article looking at his stats. His, his passing stats are unreal. His passing stats are ridiculously good. And if he has a 40 million euro release clause to get him out of Brazil right now, if it wasn't for the homegrown thing, you pivot immediately. You pivot immediately and you just go get another Brazilian six to come in. I this article, it was on medium.com or something like that, had had all of his ball recovery stats and stuff like that. And I mean, it looks fantastic, kind of favors the left hand side, which works if he's playing with that inverted right back coming in. That looks fantastic. I think we've got too many eggs in the basket. It is getting it's not too late in the game to make transfers. Lavia to come in now, he's already missed our preseason. You might see him in a dribs and drabs before that international break. But any players that come in from now onwards, unless they are Premier League proven, ready to go, even more so than Lavia, who only had about a half a season last year with Southampton, I feel that the club is going to be looking at them going, okay, drip feed you in for a few minutes here and there, and then we have that time off during that international break to get you up to speed and kind of have a second mini preseason, and then you go again from the middle of September onwards. I think that's what will happen for him, but it just feels like we've kind of put our eggs in this basket with Romeo Lavia. And I think he's a good player. Like I, I watched Southampton a pretty decent number of times last year for how garbage they were. And he was one of, if not the only standout on that team. I mean, besides James Ward-Prowse, but obviously I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, 
I, I think it'll get done. I mean, we're really quibbling over two, three million. And I mean, we don't know the full details. Maybe it's a structure thing. Maybe Southampton want, you know, 30% or 30 million up front and Liverpool don't want to do that. They want to, you know, spread it out longer over the course of the deal sort of thing. It feels like it's going to get done. And I mean, the sooner the better at this point. I mean, really, it's, we need a six. I mean, if it's not going to be Lavia, I would expect us to be out of that probably by what, tomorrow, maybe Thursday at the latest of reports coming out through, you know, the Paul Joyce's of the world or the Ornsteins or whatever saying that, you know, Liverpool have ended their interest in Romeo Lavia and are looking elsewhere and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I, I think, the, I think the deal will get done. I still think it might get done, but my worry is that Liverpool, like um, someone says there, they made, Liverpool have made three bids on this player. I don't know. I, no, I didn't hear about the third one. I know one was made late last week and one was meant to be made today. Have they made another one today? I'm not too sure. Um, nah, but, the numbers are all over the place. Who but, knows? Like, there's too much smoke here. And what I mean by too much smoke is Paul Joyce is talking about it for yeah. something not to be there. And, you know, he's not even... He's not even putting information out there like, oh, Liverpool have made the bid and, you know, um, this will be the last one. You know, it's not being like that. It's Liverpool have made the bid and it'll still go on, but stuff like that. I think it will get done and I think he will start against Chelsea, by the way. I Do you think if Lavia comes in, you oh, think he's yeah. going to start against Chelsea? Yeah, no, yeah 100%. 100%. 100%. Comes in and plays. No, yeah, 100%. Why not? Why not? Because he, he doesn't know the system. Oh, come here. Curtis Jones doesn't know the system as a six either. No, but he knows the system. Yeah, but he's he, played he doesn't. in the system. He, he knows plays how, in the system. He knows how, he's not a six. He knows this how fella, Trent is going to behave. This he fella knows is what a six. Trent is going he to comes do. in and he plays, right? He comes in and he plays. I, st- I still think it gets done, right? My worry is I don't know. Liverpool just keep going back and just keep going back and going, what about this? I think you might be onto something with structure. You know, um, 37 up to 41. Like, are Southampton just turning and going, we want 50 million quid? Like, because if they are, Liverpool aren't going, there's 37, we're, four, we're 13 million short. Here's the one, 9 million short. It doesn't feel like enough of a bump. It feels like if they were there at 37 and they went to 45 and Southampton said, no, Liverpool go, well, no, we're not going anywhere in that. You know what I mean? Um, I'd still think it might get done because... They have to do something. They have to do something. If that happens, does this Andre stuff still go for you? Because the talk is that 20 million gets him in January, 40 million gets him now. But it feels it feels like a bit of a mad one to me. I mean, 20, like, like, given honestly, the prices... I would, I, would, I would understand Amrabat or Heuberg more. And that's me being fucking, you know... And that's not me not liking either them player, really. But I could understand them more alongside a Lavia. Do you know what I mean? Douglas Lewis isn't he? Nay, that he's been my choice for a long time, by the way. Douglas Lewis. Um but Andre just feels like a bit of Andre feels like a grab, so he doesn't turn into Maradona at Brighton in twelve months' time. Yeah. And I mean if the price is twenty million, given the insanity of valuations in the transfer market these days. If you can sign him on a pre-contract agreement, he finishes out the Brasileiro season, and then he comes in the January window at 20 million euros. I mean, it almost seems like a slam dunk. Like 
people are paying that much for teenagers with <coughs> almost no, you know, game experience in, I mean, the, the Brazilian league isn't a top, top league, but it's, you know, it's better than absolutely nothing sort of thing. I don't, I don't see them both getting done in terms of, because the reports is a 40 million euro release clause for uh, Andre Trinidad to get him now or 20 million to wait until the end of the Brazilian season to get him in the, get him in January. He's only 21. Like at a certain point, I have an issue with seeing where the progression lines stop for players of if you're bringing in Romeo Lavia at 18, 19 years old for 50 million euros, and then you bring in a 21 year old to play in the same position for him. You can only play one at a time. You know, it's, do you spend that much money on Lavia and then go and buy a not experienced? Because that's always been the thing is, you know, you get Lavia and then you get a Hoiberg or a Amrabat or somebody like that that's experienced, that's an old head, that in a year or two, they're not going to kick up a huge fuss when they lose their place and Lavia becomes the six and takes that job over. I don't know if a 21 or 22-year-old is going to do that. But the flip side of that is for $20 million, you get them, you bring them in in January, you know, it injects a little bit of fresh energy into the squad. It takes us from seven up to eight midfielders in my scenario. In a year or two, if he hasn't kicked on, you can still sell him and you'll almost certainly make a profit. Like 20 million euros with the way that the market is going in terms of the the transfer inflation. Like, it's it's so crazy to talk about 20 million euros. Like it's a drop in a bucket, but... That's honestly what it feels like when you're, you know, getting quoted 80 million for Joao Paulinha off the back of one good season at Fulham and 50 million for a teenager. So yeah, but that's just the mark. That's just where we are. Like, yeah. um, someone saying there, have West Ham walked away from James Ward-Prowse? It, do you know what? It just got me thinking there. Are so you see, Southampton could put themselves in a, a little bit of a position here because if they hold out. Coy uh, Murray says Heiberg, I feel sick, lads. Coy, it's a it's a running joke on this channel. Um, about Heiberg, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but direct your complaints to Emmett Kavanaugh. Yeah, Emmett, Kavanaugh, I can get you his address. Everything, Eric, hold the whole lot. Um, but Southampton can put them. Are, are Southampton trying to say, look to these two players in World Pros and, and Lavia, right? Um, we've put figures on you. If they don't get paid you're playing for us in the championship and that's their way of getting back up but no so Hampton could end up in a situation where they leave it too late and they, everyone knows that they're walking around with 40 million quid in their back pocket and they're going to try to get a replacement for a James Ward-Prowse or a Romeo Lavia and some other team are going to go you 40 million have you well this you know and so Hampton have to think about it this way as well unless they're quite confident that this player will play in the championship for them I don't think he will. I think if this goes on another week, I think Romeo Lavia will be bashing down doors somewhere um, yeah. and somewhere in the media about this. Picking up a back injury that he uh, needs to fly to Brazil to have it cured miraculously sort of thing. It's I, I think Southampton are digging their heels in over James Ward-Prowse and Romeo Lavia so much because they're about their only two saleable assets. Like that team was terrible. That team was bad. And maybe Carlos Alcaraz, you know, he kind of had a little bit of a, a bright spark towards the end of the season for them. But 
in terms of bringing in real big figures in the transfer market, it's Ward Prowse and Lavia. That's it. Like, and what would you get for Kyle Walker Peters? Fifteen, Probably maybe twenty million. He's 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 quite. Um, I like him. Believe it or not, I think he's really really good. I think if you're looking for a fullback either side, I think he's he's a really good signing. Um, Ado Pills says with a super chat, thanks a million. He said bid ninety million for Sasado midfield start for seven years. Ninety million won't get you Sasado. That's the only problem. And Wango says we are supposed to have two hundred million war chests. Where did this war chest come from? Where did it go? You're using the word war chest is where you've fallen down there, and Wango. Um, to be quite honest with you, war chest. When that you might have been war... me that started saying the word. No, war no, no, chest, you're not. War chest started a long time ago, Liverpool. And when I you mean, hear Worcester and Liverpool connected, it means don't read it. Um, yeah. Like nobody has ever, ever, ever said what Liverpool are going to spend. Ever. They never do. They have never said what they're going to spend. We all have an opinion on what they should spend. I think, and I said at the start of the season, start of the window, we should be spending two hundred million pounds on players this year. If you get money back, great. But we should be spending two hundred million. And if you signed Lavia and one more, it will go quite close to that. Um, in fairness, um, I don't give a shit if we got 52 back on two players. That's just what the club do. You know what I mean? That's how you run a business. Um, there's a few names going out there as well, like, you know, and people, and, and I kind of get it as well. Like, um, Colin says, Zakaria, 26, Benekar, Benekar, 25, Locatelli is available. Why aren't we looking to Europe for this six? The stuff there, the stuff there as well around the Amrabat, Am- Amrabat is you know, rumour that to go to United. He might have played under Ten Hag somewhere. Did he play under Ten Hag somewhere? Did it seems to be a minimum requirement to be signed by Ten Hag's United is to have played for or against him at some point. So Okay. For or against them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just uh you played against us. Have you played against us? No, ah oh, fuck off. I'm not interested. Um but um yeah mate The only name on the table is Lavia. Toram, nowhere to be seen. Manu Kone, nowhere to be seen. Amrabat, no real link. Like, if you look at all these players, no real link. You know, if Liverpool need two, something has to be happening in the background here that absolutely nobody, nobody knows about. Would that be a worry? Because it's hard to keep everything very, very quiet, although Liverpool are quite good at it. Um, could there be something happening in the background? I'm not too sure. I can see that happening in defense more than in midfield, just because the midfield thing has been so prominent. And it seems like all these, like every week, another name gets trotted out. You know, this week it's Andre Trinidad. Hoybjerg the week before. Um, I could see us because I really do think we need to bring a defender in. I mean, it's it's really gotten lost in this mad like push to get the midfield finished because of having lost the two guys to the Saudi Sorry, Arabian Deco- League. Archie says Decore, of course. Remember that Decore as well. Um, that gone quiet yeah. as well. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, no, the Crystal Palace Decore. I thought you meant yeah. the Everton Decore. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, right there. Yeah. We we should be um we should be we should be all over a bit for Anana, by the way. But listen, that's just um. My evil, evil mind walking. Sorry, go on. Yeah, it's I. So yeah, I can I can see an out of the blue player coming in in defense. I mean, at this point right now, how good would an Evan and Dicka on freebie? You know, but I mean that ship has sailed and he's off to Roma. (laughs) 
just simply because I, oh yeah, yeah, I, I poor Costa Simicast. I mean, he he looks so fish out of water, uh, playing this new system for us. So, like, I think I I got to try to say I think it's going to be with Liverpool transfers is just uh, a crazy plank to walk, but it's got to be one in midfield and one in defense. And then if you've got the time or you find the player to get a second one coming in in the midfield, I think you can go ahead and do that. But yeah, I can see it out of the blue one, but I, to me, it's just gotta be Lavia. And I, I wouldn't be opposed to us going back to the well for somebody like Turam because they clearly did some legwork on him. You know, it, it seemed like at least if reports are to be believed that Liverpool was in contact with the player, the player liked the idea of coming to Liverpool, you know, his dad kind of gave it the uh, the thumbs up, go ahead, that that would be a good move for his career sort of thing. I'd like to see us go back and do something like that if we're going to pick up that eighth midfielder. Uh, but before, like, I would rather see us go midfield, defense, midfield than midfield, midfield, defense. Yeah, th- look, I I think the centre-half stuff is interesting. Um, you know, I can understand pe- I can understand people wanting another centre half in because of Matip. Gomez just hasn't looked the same player. Matip gets these injuries, although he was quite good for a while injury wise, but then it started to creep back in. Canate gets them the odd time as well. Um and then of course you have Van Dijk that didn't have the best of seasons last week, but we've spoken about it earlier about the captaincy and you know, maybe he maybe he's had that down season and we'll see the best of Van Dijk again, because it's absolutely ludicrous to write him off, you know. Um, Yeah. But, there's a lot of presumption there that he's just not going to play Andy Robertson, that we're playing these three centre-halves. Do you know the sort of way? Um, And that means that you have to go out there and find yourself a left-back that can play centre-back. Because if if this system starts to falter at some stage, you need a left-back. You're not going to go three centre-backs. You need a left-back. And maybe Andy Robertson is that answer and you bring in someone. But I can't see them doing it unless someone goes. And I don't even mean Kwanzaa going. As, you know, because I think he will be end up being fifth choice. I can't no, see them. But Simicast goes. If Simicast goes and you're left with Andy Robertson and you sign a left-sided centre-half because this is the system we play. They can play left-back, though, like you said. Yeah. I, many, I think many of them are out oh. there. I mean, there's a fast guy named Mick that apparently played in Germany last year, and he was really fast in that one clip on YouTube. Yeah, Hincape is Still the one Jerry a... constantly mentions. <laughs> yeah, there's the Hincape. <laughs> Van de Ven, was he not like, signing for Spores about three weeks ago, no? Yeah, apparently he decided against it. He uh, only wanted to play with Harry Kane, and Harry Kane is going to go to Bayern Munich, so I guess he's decided he doesn't want to do that. Mm. I don't know. I just made that up right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I think it's a it's an interesting one at centre half. I think the next, you see, if I'm signing a centre half of Liverpool, I'm signing a left centre back that can play left back, but is going to succeed. Virgil Van Dijk, that's where I am, and the the one out there at the moment is definitely Radial, definitely Radial, but he's topping a hundred million quid at the minute. You know what I mean? Now, unless Liverpool do an absolute fucking madness, and at the moment, a Liverpool madness is just signing fucking Lavia. Um, I just can't see it. Arsenal for life says Liverpool won't win the league. Huge, huge if true. Arsenal for life. Um, Danielle says Guardiola does both, but no chance. Yeah, I kind, I kind of, I, I'm with you. 
but I think it's an awkward one. I think it has to, I think it has to look be a bit of a mega signing. But at the same time, you're trying to convince them to win and go, by the way, you're playing left centre back in a three. You're not left centre back in a two in a two or in a four, sorry. It just it feels a bit of a model. And I, I thought the centre half thing would evolve with you know a matter believing and somebody coming in. That's what yeah. I thought it would be. Or he sticks with Matip for a year and Gomez goes and someone comes in. With the four of them still in situ, I think it's it's a bit of a strange one to be trying to sign a centre-back for this system when we don't really know if the system will last. And it's not really three centre-halves we play. You know what I mean? It's no. Not. So I'm, I'm absolutely fine if someone says, listen, um, you know, well, we're signing a centre-back. I'm fine with that. Good centre-backs. Well, they'll never turn them down. But I just don't see right now what way to do it. You know what I mean? Unless he does a Vardial and he decides we're doing Vardial and when Van Dijk's finished in two years' time or three years' time, Vardial is the man to come in. But not at that price. Not a fucking chance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit Gav, much. Arge says, Gav, Joyce reported yesterday that Klopp wants a centre-back. Right? He may do, but I'm just saying... Is it a centre-back that can just play left-back and he's okay about just to say we're playing those three in this system? Or is it a centre-back where you go, we're looking forward to a couple of years' time and we need a main left-sided centre-back? That's all I'm saying. I'm, look, they could sign someone to go, oh, he fits that role perfectly. and But in two years' time, he'll probably be sold because we're going to bring in another centre-half that's going to be Van Dijk's right. We might do something like that. It's just, it feels like someone has to go here. You know what I mean? And I don't think the Simicast is the answer. You know what I mean? I think they may end up reverting to natural fullbacks. And Robertson is there and Simicast is there. Although Simicast report at the end of the season being very happy, Liverpool, Liverpool very happy with him. But then again, these things change. These things can change. Yeah. Um Well, I'll see. say the 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 biggest shock so far in the transfer window is the fact that we got five hundred and sixty people watching and there's like hundred and eighty two likes. That's I mean, that's just ridiculous. It takes oh, yeah, half a second. To say, to just, hit the like it takes button. half a second to just go down to the like button and just hit it. I mean, you're not going to get better all-free content when it comes to fan-generated Liverpool content on the internet. So I know the regulars, we can always count on them to be in with the chat. Get into the chat. It's That's how I started. You get into the chat. You start to get to know some of the names. You get a few comments read out. You get a little bit of a, you know, a dopamine kick off of that. It's all well and good, but... At the end of the day, please just hit the like button. That's all you got to do. Come on, yeah. people. It's not hard to do, and it helps us out a lot. It no. genuinely does. Um, because people don't know algorithms and stuff like that. But way better than me have told me. But yeah, tell people to Wait, hit the like I, button. Um, algorithm came in with a bid for Luis Diaz, didn't they? Uh, I'm not too sure. Colin Creeman says, we should, throw, we should throw the sink at City for Laporte. He will never play again. If they get... Laporte is a decent show. But Laporte, to me, feels like he comes in. He's an extra centre-half. He can do a bit of left-back. But he's not succeeding, Van Dijk. And maybe that's okay. You know what I mean? Maybe that's okay. Um, anything else before we go? Anyone in the chat want to throw a random one at us before we go? Of course, you can do that. We like a random one at the end. But um, What time is the game tomorrow? Oh, same time as the Leicester game? Yeah, I think so, same around the same time. Half 12, maybe. I'll check for you now. Um, Five in the fucking morning for me. Ugh. 
Uh, yes. 12.30 p.m. Irish time. Nice. Um, 12.30. Okay, so that's 5.30. All right, seven, I can sleep in a half hour 7.30. You five hours behind? It's 12.30. Oh, this game is later for you guys. So this game's being played at, in the evening. Fuck, 7.30. I start work at 7.30. Son of a bitch. <laughs> We'll figure out how I'm gonna watch uh, this game tomorrow. Yeah, so um just uh Gaz says talk about York Gaff. The the director of football. But my thing on this is, right? My thing on this is is that <clears throat> if this fella is brought in at Liverpool, he's not walked in and went, What's the idea for the summer? Having a clue, mate. Alright, grand, I'll take it. That's not what happens. It's not what happens in any roles and work. They say to him, what's your ideas and things? Well, they bounce ideas. Klopp kind of knows them, or knows of them, blah, 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 has dealt with them before, brings them in on an initial three months, and they might extend it if both sides are happy with it, right? People are like, he's in Germany. Yeah, he has a phone. He has a laptop. He has Zoom. He can do all these things, like, remotely. We've literally ran the world remotely for the last fucking three years, so it can be done. But like, but, but, like, honestly... And this is my only my opinion, so take whatever you want. If you don't agree with it, great. You know what I mean? But genuinely, people are on the internet going, this George fella, like, what's he doing? Like, what's this George fella at? Like, I don't know where he's at. You don't know where he's at. I don't know where he's at. But because Liverpool haven't signed the player today, it's like, is this fella even doing his job? Like, like what is going on? Like, this is a football club trying to sign players from other football clubs. It can go very easy at times. It can be very hard at times. You can be in a position where you're a bit frail, i.e. your captain and you have six leaving and other clubs know it. So you're trying to not overstretch yourself to show other clubs that you're overstretching yourself. And sometimes you can just go, fuck it, bang, there's all the money. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? It's I, my, take, my, take, says, my take on him is, is that there's way too much being made of it. Because we've spent yeah. all fucking summer before this fella showing up going, Klopp has said this, Klopp has said that, Klopp's going to have much more of a say because A, B and C aren't there. And all of a sudden this fella's here and it's like, this fella's not even doing his job. They've signed two players. They've literally yeah. signed two players and sold two. So he's been involved in all that. He's done all that yeah. work. Colin, Colin Kremen has a comment here. He says, Gav, our business is way more publicized this summer than has been before. Your gloves the attention, I'd say. I think you got that backwards, Colin. The Saudis love the attention. If yeah, there's no way anybody likes this transfer tittle tattle. It's like in terms of the outgoings more than the Saudi Arabian, you know, public investment fund does, because it's got people talking about it. It's generating clicks. It's all this ad revenue bullshit that goes along with it, and it's further just legitimizing what they're doing. It's buying into the sports washing by dragging out these transfers for another week. They could have come in with a suitcase with 40 million in it and went, we're taking Fabinho. There's your money. You said 40 million when we talked on the phone earlier, there's your money done. But by dragging it out, it keeps the story in the news. And now we've all learned the names of four five, six clubs that play in the Saudi Arabian league. And before Ronaldo went there, I couldn't even have told you that there was a Saudi Arabian league. Yeah. And now we all know Al Nasser, <laughs> Al Hilal, Al Ali, Al Etihad, Al Etihad. There's five teams right there. That's insane. Yeah, I, I'd have a tough time naming five teams from, I don't know, I couldn't name five teams from the Croatian League. And the Croatian League is a better quality than the Saudi Arabian League is. So that, I think that's what that comes down to. 
George Schmadka is auditioning. I don't know exactly what his, like, what the deal is with him. It seems like Jurgen Klopp had a hand in getting him the job. I think Jurgen Klopp has taken huge control of this, but wanted to bring yeah. someone in that he was familiar with to bounce off a little bit. That's what it feels like to me. Like, Mark says FSG brought Jorgi in to cut the wage bill, doing a great job. Mark, the players that have left the club are leaving before this fellow was even mentioned to come to the club. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Firmino, um, Naby Keita and James Milner. They were all on the way out the door before this fellow arrived. The Saudis turned up and offered colossal money to two boys and they're gone. Huge wage bill cut, 100%. But it's not like this fellow, it's not like this fellow was like, um, all them players out of contract you're going to offer them new deals no you're not doing it that's not how it's working it feels to me like it feels to me like Jorgen Klopp has a lot of control here but they need somebody there for him to kind of not stand over him but kind of you know like right, in a much simpler term I run this podcast but I'll bounce ideas off Two, two people, three people that I will go to and go, what do you think of that before I do this? And they'll tell me. You know what I mean? And that's what it feels a bit like with this uh, Horgy fella or Jorg or whatever the fuck you call him. Like, Jorg Schmadke. Yeah, that's what, I feel, that's what it feels like. Hey, and, if you rewind six months and say Liverpool is <laughs> going to have a new director Gaz, of football. Kaz says, Jorg was brought in because he's a good laugh. <laughs> I really hope that's the thing. Um, I think he speaks German, so him and Klopp will get along great. But if you rewind six, eight months and you say we bring in a new director of football and they're able to get 52 million pounds for Fabinho and Henderson, it would have been what? 90% of the fan base would have killed you. But I think 90% 90 of the fan base are quite happy with 52 million for those two. Look, I haven't seen many out there going, what are we letting these people go for? I think people are looking going, Henderson, yeah, reduced role. I would have kept him personally in a reduced role. But 12 million quid, he's been offered a shitload of money, Grant. Fabinho, legs were going a little bit, not in great form. 40 million, you're earning your money back after five years. Good deal. I don't think there's any problem there. I think the problem people have is, is where are we replacing these with? And I know they're only gone a week, but people want them replaced. And there's two weeks to go to a season starting. There's four weeks to go until the window ends. You know, and people just don't have the patience. And part of me understands that. Part of me understands it, but part of me kind of says to myself, listen, we have, we are literally a week ago looking at an interview with the manager going, if you don't trust this fella, who the fuck do you trust? I wouldn't say much has changed in the last week on the outlook of, from Jurgen Klopp. So it might be taking a couple of days longer. It might take a week longer. It might not happen. And we might go somewhere else. But you still have to trust Jurgen Klopp. Now, if Klopp at the end of this turned around and goes, "Ah, oh, no, I just decided to sign nobody," you're well in your eyes to go. Hold on a fucking minute. We've given you <laughs> right till the last day here to sort it out. Do you know what I mean? Um, but look, it's it's as eventful as always. Um, it's. I, I look forward to what tomorrow brings. Um, I think. Do you know? Ah, uh, yeah, I kind of do. I do, yeah, because I, like I'm I'm in my forties now, you know. Um, who Liverpool sign and don't sign won't affect me um, massively. Um, I'll still be going to watch them. I'll still be watching them on TV, watching them at Anfield, watching them wherever I can. Um, but I, I do get where people are coming from, but I think I always go back to trusting Jurgen Klopp 
And I know people will say, well, what about the year before and the year before that? I think Jürgen Klopp himself knows that he didn't cover himself in glory um, with regards to midfield over maybe the last 18 months or two years. And with what's happened over the last two weeks, I'd say he's fairly focused on what he needs. And sometimes it just takes a little bit longer than, than you wanted to. Um, yeah. Couple of things before we go. Link is in the description for our charity. Trying to get the girls to 20,000 euros for breast cancer research. They're training so hard. It's ridiculous. Like I, I see them out around the place all the time. Um, 26.2 miles in the Dublin Marathon later on this year. Um, so go and support that if you can. As I said, link is in the description. Um, if you can't donate, pair, that's fine. No problem. Um, share the link amongst your family, your friends, your colleagues, and work, your WhatsApp groups, Facebook messaging groups, whatever you have. Do it there and try to get us over to 20 grand. And um, two guests and two friends of this show, um, Dom from the Road End Pod, and Courtney Neary, who's been on, um, both on multiple times. They're both doing Kip on the Cop um, for charity in sep- early September. The date's gone in my head, I want to say the 9th. Um, but they're both doing that. They're trying to raise, basically, when you're doing this, um, staying over on the Cop overnight, you have a target £250 to raise on the Just Giving page. We tweeted it today to say that they're both doing it. Both the links are on our tweet. So if you can go in there and try them a few quid each, that would be absolutely perfect because they're two really, really nice people doing something really mm-hmm. nice for charity. So um, go and check that out as well. Um, boom Boom says, there is a war chest, but it's empty. War chest, the war used football, uh, war in football, um, the exact opposite to the uh, corridor of uncertainty, um, which is by far and away the best. Mr. Sinclair says, Jürgen Klopp has stayed. We need players. He's called it out. We don't get the players. It's down to the so-called war chest. There we go. War chest. Um, war chest. <coughs> war chest. Um, Anfield Ross's top show boys. Thanks a million. We try our best. Um, and Anfield Roar had, had some top jokes in that chat there. Uh, they were the chat was really flying in there, but the, there was a, there was a couple real real groaners from Anfield Roar. Speaking of that, I got to get. Did you see? Uh, did you see the joke uh, in that Andy Robertson Mo Salah thing? I haven't watched watch them. I haven't watched uh, it. No, I haven't watched it. It's it's hilarious. I uh, I used that joke today at work three or four times, and it killed every time. It was great. <laughs> great. Uh, great show, guys. Next one will be when we have uh, Glenn Whelan. Um, yeah, we could sign Glenn Whelan, and um, could be it. Own books as Legacy Summer Gav. Well, wow. haven't heard that in a while. Legacy Summer. Legacy Summer is right up there with um, uh, War Chest. War Chest is amazing, but War Chest will always be the winner when it comes to Liverpool transfers. That is it. Thanks a million to Matt. Thanks a million to everyone in the chat. Thanks a million for hitting the thumbs up. Thanks a million to everyone for listening and downloading um, when this comes out. It's been a really enjoyable hour or so for me. Anyway, I'm not too sure about Matt. I'm not too sure about you on the chat either, but I've really enjoyed Enjoy it. All this. Um, rest of the week, what day is today? Tuesday. Um, look, we're keeping track on this Lavia thing. If it goes, if it breaks where it's definitely happening or definitely not happening, we'll be back on. If any more links come out, we'll be back on. We might have uh, one of those great games uh, shows from Kevin Chris. We're fast approaching. We play Bayern Munich tomorrow, so there will be a show tomorrow chatting through that game and any other Liverpool news that is about. Thanks a million. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.